happy NBA free agency night one. And welcome to the Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. The Pacers with a big splash out of the gate. Are the Houston Rockets outside their minds? All that and much more we'll get to this evening. But first, we go to the star of the show. It's Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Jay Cook. A pleasure to be with you and Nathaniel Finch tonight in downtown Indianapolis on what you said NBA free agency day Major League Baseball we had some afternoon baseball starting at 220 it was the Chicago Cubs and the Cleveland Guardians it was the first of three games from Wrigley Field and it was all Cubs in this one 10 to 1 victory for the Cubbies the only run Cleveland scored came in the top of the ninth to prevent the shutout Justin Steele went six and a third struck out six and he picked up his ninth win the Cubs are just four games under 500 at 38 and 42 Cleveland is 30 39 and 42. Oh, just going final about 20 minutes or so ago. The Cincinnati Reds, they defeat the San Diego Padres 7 to 5 in 11 innings. This one was a chaotic game. It was 2 to 1 going into the top of the ninth inning. The San Diego Padres in the streak of consecutive saves at 27 for Alexis Diaz and then the Padres scored 2 in the 10th. The Reds match it with two outs and it was the rookie Matt McClain with the two-run home and the tie it at 4 and Gary Sanchez singled in the top of the 11th and then in the bottom of the 11th. The Reds scored 3 Eladil Ellie De La Cruz leads off the bottom of the 11th with a double that scores Jonathan India. And then Spencer Steer delivers a two-out, two-run home run to win it 7-5. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. And once again, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Jimmy Cook back in the big chair for the Coach Bob Lovell for the final time this summer. So please, you've chosen to spend part of your Friday evening with us. Those Reds are fun, man. That's all you can say at minimum at the end of the day about this team. We're going to get into that in larger form with Olivia Ray next hour around 10.06. Covers the Reds and Bengals for WLWT in Cincinnati. But our main focus this evening, albeit with a splash or two of Colts action as they get closer and closer to the start of training camp inside of a month now before things get going in Grand Park. But our main topic tonight, of course, will be NBA free agency. And the Pacers strike immediately out of the gate. So much for not starting negotiations until 6 o'clock on Friday, June 30th, right? That's when all those negotiations started. No one was talking beforehand, right? Right, NBA? Doesn't matter. Either way, Bruce Brown of the Denver Nuggets. Correction. Let me put some respect on that name. NBA champion Bruce Brown is headed to the Indiana Pacers on a two-year, $45 million deal. That announced by a number of different outlets, including Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. And a tip of the cap to one of our local riders, and Alex Golden being the very first on that scene. So Bruce Brown heads to the Pacers, and all of a sudden when you look at this Indiana potential starting five next year, this has been implemented on ESPN.com. If you were to go to ESPN.com, search for the Pacers, go to their depth chart. They're very quick in updating all of this. Again, this is not updated by the team. This is just projected by what ESPN thinks would happen. Their projected starting five Tyrese Halliburton, Bruce Brown, Buddy Heald, Jarish Walker, Miles Turner. Now, there is a lot of flexibility or interchangeability, if you will, between who you're going to start at a two or who you're going to start at a three. You could make an argument, and I wouldn't have a hard time buying into it, that perhaps one of Bruce Brown or Buddy Heald are coming off the bench some nights, and Benedict Matherin is the one that's in the starting five. 
Or you can make the case that it's best for Eggs Benning to be coming off the bench. And maybe that is the pathway that best suits him in year two. Or maybe it's definitively one of Buddy Heald or Bruce Brown that's coming off the bench. But either way, that's not even including names like Andrew Nemhart, TJ McConnell that are still on this roster. And you plug in Bruce Brown, who Tim Legler on ESPN earlier this evening went as far to say that he could make a good team into a championship contender. That is strong phrasing if, say, Bruce Brown was going to go to, I don't know, a, a Philadelphia or you'd use Miami, but they just made the run to the finals. But but a team like Sacramento, maybe, that's like right there, that's good, but is ready to be a true contender. You need to take a step back with this Pacers roster and say that could Brown do that one day? Possibly, but this is more a move that hopefully solidifies the Pacers from going to a bad growing team to a playoff team next year. I'm not necessarily ready to put the label of championship contender by any means on this Pacers roster just because they went and got Bruce Brown. Now, that being said, he stole the show during the NBA Finals this past well, not in this past June. Earlier this month is when he was rocking and rolling in Denver and in Miami over the course of the Nuggets' five-game victory for the Larry O'Brien Trophy over the Miami Heat. 12 points, four rebounds, just under two assists, and a steal a game during the postseason. And there were often times where he was the closer for the Denver Nuggets during that championship run. The idea of him ending up in Indiana started to gain steam a little bit the last couple of days. The Lakers were in that rumor mill, as they always are, of, oh, maybe they would try to steal Bruce Brown and add to their roster. But ultimately, Bruce Brown does what any player should do in his avenue, which is cash in on a massive payday. He made the joke uh, during the free agency period last year that nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted anything to do with him before he agreed to a deal with the Nuggets. A far more lucrative market was present for him this year. And anytime you're a player at his age, at 26 years old, Already has a ring to his name. Going to be bringing that over to Cambridge Fieldhouse to get two years, $45 million after winning a championship. You cash in anytime you can as an NBA player in that 26, 27, 28-year-old range when you don't know as a role player when the next opportunity to cash in is going to be. So Bruce Brown gets his payday, and the Pacers come out swinging right out of the gate for NBA free agency, which really sets the table for not only a already fascinating roster as it stands, but is this it for the Pacers? Are they now done? Are there going to be a couple more swings? Is there a trade they could go do on top of the Chris Duarte trade? Haven't even gotten into that yet. We'll dive more into the ramifications from that. Plus, what are the Houston Rockets thinking? You got money. I guess you can spend it. We'll go through that more when we come back on Indiana Sports Talk. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Jimmy Cook in for the coach Bob Lovell, along with Eddie Garrison coming at you every 15 minutes for your scoreboard updates. We'll, of course, have a little bit of banter with Eddie a little bit later in the show, as well as producer extraordinaire Nathaniel Finch doing a great job behind the ones and twos. Coming up here next segment, a conversation with Evan Sidery covers the NBA nationally. We'll get his perspective on all things NBA free agents and the dollar amounts floweth over so far day one of NBA free agency. The most interesting of which 
non-Pacers division other than Kyrie Irving returning to the Dallas Mavericks, a move that, at least from a national perspective, is slightly surprising when you think about the lack of true stars within this NBA free agent class outside of a couple names. All of the -the off-the-court insanity that Kyrie Irving brings with him, throw it out the window in terms of the player that he is when he's healthy and that he still can be as a 31-year-old in this league. For Kyrie Irving, the thought of him coming back to Dallas seemed a bit perplexing to me because I don't know how much legitimate movement or progress for a championship they can really obtain as the roster is built right now with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving there. But he returns on a three-year, $126 million deal. The one that is most surprising or or most head-scratching, and one of my favorite follows on Twitter, Dave DeFore, who covers all things NBA for The Athletic. He is a big Fred Van Vliet fan, as are a lot of people. I mean, his story and his journey in general is a great one, and you love to be able to see players cash in and get paid when it's their turn. But the Houston Rockets took that formula and they decided let's multiply it by three or maybe four to go get a deal done with Fred Van Vliet. They make it a three-year deal, $130 million for Fred Van Vliet to go to a Rockets team that is very raw, very athletic, a ton of talent in terms of where they were as like prep school athletes or where they were on their rise to get to the NBA, but still a lot of just inconsistency and loss of direction has been present around the Houston Rockets over the last couple of seasons, led by the likes of, in terms of star players or budding star players, at least what Houston hopes they have, in Jalen Green, in Jabari Smith, to name a few. Cam Whitmore's there from the draft. And then Fred Van Vliet enters stage right, to the tune of $43.3 million a season. Now, we're going to get into this a little bit later with my good friend and our update man tonight, Eddie Garrison, about numbers that are mind-boggling and near-earth-shattering for the type of player that you are getting in return. But $43 million for Fred Van Vliet from a Rockets team that just the names they're being linked to, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want Dylan Brooks Anywhere near my team, if I am a general manager of an NBA franchise. Nowhere, especially not Houston, when you already have enough turmoil and inconsistency within your roster. I bring up Dylan Brooks because that's another name that they are linked to. So they go spend big, had a ton of cap space, got to spend it somewhere. They do so with Fred Van Vliet. The Pacers, if you missed it a little earlier this week, send Chris Duarte packing. They go and package him for some draft capital from Sacramento. So he's out the door, which in theory frees up a bit of your confusion that you would have had with the overflow of guards that were present on this team. Still a little bit of work to be done there, but it did in theory open up an additional roster spot. The Pacers fill one of those two open roster spots with the acquisition of Bruce Brown. All in all, though, Bruce Brown is a do-it-all two-way player that is, again, going to help within Rick Carlisle's ultimate mission to make this team better. And it doesn't start on the offensive end. We've seen what they can do from an offensive flow standpoint. It starts with defensive fundamentals, aggressive defense over the course of 48 minutes and not taking plays off, as Benedict Matherin pointed out, 
in his end-of-season press conferences. We got a great show for you. We'll keep NBA free agency going with Evan Sidery when we return on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Let's keep the MLB scores rolling. Uh, Going on right now, the Chicago White Sox and the Oakland Athletics, they just got underway. They're in Oakland. It's the first of three games. They'll play each other seven times in total between now and the end of July. Only action we've got so far, Andrew Benatendi led the game off with a double for Chicago, and Tim Anderson struck out, and Luis Robert is now at the dish for the White Sox, looking to get ahead in the top of the first inning. The Detroit Tigers and the Colorado Rockies, they're in the bottom of the sixth inning. That's in Colorado. It's game one of three between the Rockies and the Tigers. 8-3 advantage right now for Colorado. They put up five runs in the bottom of the second, and they put up three more just moments ago in the bottom of the sixth inning. Earlier today, the Chicago Cubs defeated the Cleveland Guardians 10-1, and the Reds picked up a win over the San Diego Padres 7-5 in 11 innings. The New York Yankees and the St. Louis Cardinals, their game was postponed to tomorrow, so they will have a doubleheader from Bush Stadium between the Cardinals and the Yankees. In minor league baseball, the Beloit Sky Corp are leading the South Bend Cubs. That's in the top half of the ninth inning, and Beloit is up right now on South Bend. Lake County captains, they lead the Fort Wayne two caps two to nothing. They're in the bottom of the sixth inning. Both those runs for Lake County came in the bottom of the fifth. And finally in Louisville, it's the bats in the Indianapolis Indians. Seven five right now advantage. Louisville bats, they're heading to the bottom of the seventh inning. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. NBA free agency in full effect Pacers and Bruce Brown, a marriage to the tune of two years, $45 million. Let's take a lap around all of NBA free agency. We're joined by one of our favorites, national NBA reporter Evan Sidery. Evan, happy free agency to you. Appreciate it, Jimmy. Yeah, it's been a crazy day already. We're only through a couple hours of free agency so far, and I can't imagine how busy it's going to be in the next couple days. There's a lot of ground I want to cover with you. We only have about eight minutes to do it. So we'll start first with the Pacers, making that big splash for Bruce Brown. He gets his payday. Uh, on face value, is he worth it from the price point of two years, $45 million? And how does he fit in with this team, with what they want to be next year? When you think about it more so, at least to me, Jimmy, as a one-year deal, based off of it is a one-plus-one with a team option for the second year. So Bruce Brown will be making $23 million this year and $22 million potentially next year. And if he does perform to that standard of $23 million next year, that's a no-brainer to keep him around. And he definitely fits exactly what this team is looking for. They need defense first. They need a versatile glue guys who can do a lot of things on the floor, play multiple positions. Bruce Brown can play two through four on defense pretty seamlessly. He's a good passer as well. We saw it during his time with the Brooklyn Nets. He's a good small ball big man as well when necessary. So I think he's a really good fit. Indiana had to overpay to get someone there. But to be honest, I think he's a really great fit what they're looking for there defensively. Big picture, how crazy, if at all, is the $43.3 million over three years to Fred Van Vliet via the Houston Rockets? To be honest, I don't think he's worth that, Jimmy. And I'm pretty surprised by how much he got, especially a three-year full-scale max contract. Kyrie Irving got the same deal, but Fred Van Vliet got more money over that same amount of time. So Houston definitely paid a huge premium to get Fred Van Vliet away from Toronto, who the Raptors wanted to keep there. And now with Van Vliet and Houston, after they just just drafted Amen Thompson fourth overall, now their fourth overall pick could be in a bench role his first couple of years. About five minutes here. Evan Sidery, National NBA reporter, joining us. 
here on Indiana Sports Talk. How different, for better or for worse, are the Pacers when Max Struess and Gabe Vincent leave stage left and Josh Richardson comes in stage right, not knowing if the Damian Lillard rumors will actually come to fruition? Yeah, if there is no Lillard, definitely Miami is a little bit weaker in that aspect as far as depth goes. I think they'll be betting a lot if they do not do Damian Lillard on Tyler here having a bounce back year next year. I think if he could bounce back and be a guy, I think they could still be a top six team in the East. But if they do make the Damian Lillard trade, they certainly become one of the best teams in the East there. So I'd look out for that. Are the Warriors actually... I know it's hard to say because as long as Steph's there, they will be. But is retaining Draymond for as long as they did for that price point, whatever it was, four years, $100 million, really the type of move that keeps a dynasty alive? Or are they clinging to old ways, hoping that all of a sudden they're going to get better as a roster? I think for the price that the Warriors ultimately paid for only $25 million a year for the next four years, the fourth-year player option on that, it ties Draymond Green to Stephen Curry's probably the rest of his career with the Golden State Warriors. Those three with Quay Thompson have been insurmountable to what they've done throughout their careers in Golden State. Obviously, a legendary trio there, getting Chris Paul there in the building as well. They're obviously in win-now mode next couple of years, and Draymond Green is that glue on defense. He's a great passer as well offensively, as we all know, setting up Stephen Curry. So I think for the price they pay, I thought it would be a little bit more money, to be honest, probably $30 plus million. But Draymond Green taking a discount there, I think it was worth it for the long-term money. Vincent Reddish, Hachimura, to name a few, either retained in L.A. or headed to L.A. Where do you view the Lakers a couple hours into free agency? They've had a surprisingly really strong free agency so far. I think the Cam Reddish deal is a little bit risky because he hasn't proved much in the NBA, but he's a lottery-type talent. He is a freak athlete as well. If he can just play a role similar to Rui Alchimura this past year and play off LeBron James and Anthony Davis, that could be a really good bargain signing. And then Gabe Vincent, too, just a really smart, high-IQ player, as we saw throughout the Heat's finals run. Great defender, good, good shooter as well. He should play very well next to LeBron James in their backcourt there. I now look towards D'Angelo Russell as maybe he could be the good guy on the way out. I mean, as we just saw Dennis Schroeder, he's also on the way out as, to the Toronto Raptors to replace Fred, Fred Van Vliet as well. A little over three minutes here. National NBA reporter Evan Sidery taking some time with us on Indiana Sports Talk. As you look around the rest of the league, what's your other, wow, I can't believe that happened move to this point? Is it Kyrie Irving being retained by the Mavs? Is it the Cavs re-signing Karis LeVert? What's the biggest thing? Kyle Kuzma getting paid. The Bucks bringing back Middleton. What's your favorite or your biggest wow moment of what we have not covered to this point? Yeah, from what we haven't covered so far, I would definitely say Kyle Kuzma off the four-year deal, just over $100 million. From all indications, it sounded like Kyle Kuzma wanted to go somewhere else other than Washington, but Washington offers him the biggest amount of money possible on a four-year, $100-plus million deal. I have to think, to be honest, though, Jimmy, that Kyle Kuzma might not be long for Washington on that type of contract. That's not, Now it's a really good tradable contract for the Wizards, who are in complete rebuild mode now. So potentially I'd be looking towards Kyle Kuzma at the trade deadline in February to maybe get them some more assets. Is Jeremy Grant worth $32 million a year for five years? If it keeps him Damian Lillard there, I think it might be. But I, I, I think, honestly, Jeremy Grant, we've seen throughout his career so far, he's only about an 18- to 20-point-per-game scorer, inconsistent defender, an okay playmaker. He does some stuff here and there. He'll have some great nights where you say he's a star-level player, but most nights he kind of disappears a little bit. So I think to keep Damian Lillard happy, it seems like Portland wants to keep Damian Lillard there, even after drafting Scoot Henderson. That, that, that That's probably the plan, is to keep building around Damian Lillard. You get his guy back in Jeremy Grant, and if that keeps Damian Lillard happy and wants to stay in Portland, I guess it's a good move for Portland there, but I, I personally would not have gone that deep for Jeremy Grant. 
What about the champs? They lose Bruce Brown. Reggie Jackson comes back, though. How do you evaluate them early stages, night one of free agency? I think it's going to be very interesting, them betting on internal development, because they really are betting on Christian Braun from Kansas, who played a really pivotal role for them last year as a rookie in their championship run, to play that Bruce Brown type of role now. He's a great defender, so he could potentially do that. But they have Peyton Watson of UCLA, who they drafted last year. They spent a couple of early picks this year. Uh, They had three picks in this year's draft to contribute on their long-term depth and their role pieces there. So it's the Nuggets kind of betting on upside, betting on cheaper, younger contracts to replace those players. But it's going to be tough defensively trying to replace Bruce Brown a little bit. Did you get the memo to make sure to shout out Rich Paul with every free agent tweet that you make, or are you are you doing that? I wanted to just check and see if you were on the up and up with that or not. Oh, no, no, no. But yeah, yeah, these agents, what they're doing right now, Jimmy, I mean, the NBA nowadays, you see movement from players like Fred Van Vliet getting over a max contract, $140 million. This is the NBA nowadays, and with the salary cap going up every single year, these types of contracts can become the standard nowadays. Uh, last thing from you, a little less than 30 seconds. Pacers, are, did they achieve what they needed to achieve? I think as far as improving their defense, their defensive identity, getting Jairus Walker in the draft and then signing Bruce Brown even to a bigger, larger contract than expected, I think they certainly accomplished that. They're going to be a much better defensive team next year. And if their offense can just stay on par of where they were last year, this should be I got to cut across you. I got to cut across you, Evan. I appreciate it. That was very comprehensive. Olivia Ray, talking Reds next.